listening to a sermon that was preached and recorded live at one of Shalom Baptist Chapel's Sunday morning worship services. For more information about the church, please visit shalombaptistchapel.org. Today, next week, next week, next week, for the next two, three Sundays, if you, if, you, if you come expecting a proper sermon, I'm sorry you will be disappointed because it's not going to be that way. Because we are in a season of sharing the vision of the church, our future. We want to move into the future. And so that's what we're going to be sharing. So the, for the past two Sundays, we have been doing some kind of preparation. So today, as we said, we are going to share with you uh, the vision, the future that God has laid upon our hearts, and you will see how it's synced with how you all have also thought about it. So for the next couple of weeks, we are going to be really talking about the vision. We are, talk- we are going to be talking about the future, how we are going to go about it, what are some of the hindrances, what are some of the gaps that we have to overcome, and how together we can do, uh, 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 do our part and go into the future. All right? So I'm setting the stage not just for today, but for the couple of weeks coming along. All right? So that's how we are going to move. How many of you were not here last Sunday? Can I see your hands? Okay, great. Ushers, if you don't mind, there is the card, this one. Would you just take one and uh, would you take uh, and pass it to those who were not here last week. Can I trouble you again to raise your hand so that they can come and give you a cut? It's a love letter from me. It's written in a very secretive way, so you will not see it. It's glass, okay? So, no, it's blank. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> All right. And if you need a pen or a pencil, please just ask the ushers and they will help you as well. Last Sunday, what we talk about uh, towards the end, we talk about this one. In the next three years, my hope, my dream for my church is to see. And we did that uh, as a way of preparing ourselves for today, to hear what God has laid upon the leadership, uh, upon the hearts of the leadership for the future of Shalom Baptist Chapel. And I had fun reading what all of you have written. I received 41 cuts written. It was so amazing reading everyone writing what God deposited in their hearts, in their minds with regards to the next three years of Shalom's future, the hope, the dream that you have. And I believe it's not just your personal but it's God who laid upon your heart because we prayed and asked God for that. So right now at this moment, I would like you, for those of you who were here last Sunday, you have already done this exercise. For you, I want you to remember. I want you to recollect what you have written. If you don't remember, wow, I don't know what to say. Don't worry. The Holy Spirit will help you, okay? So for those of you who have written, try to remember what you have written. For those of you who have not done it so, and the card is with you, you can write whatever comes to your mind. In the next three years, my hope, my dream for our church is to see you fill in the blank. 
all right as the holy spirit leads you it can be a word it can be a picture it can be a bible verse whatever that comes to your mind can we do that i'll give us a very short time for those of you who were here last sunday try to remember for those of you who have not done so whatever comes to your mind as you read this write it down but before we do that let me pray and ask the holy spirit so that it is really guided by the holy spirit let me pray father thank you for our time now as we try to recollect and as we try to write for some of us holy spirit come give us your dream your dream will be our dream your hope will be our hope for our church in the next three years give us words give us pictures give us verses whatsoever lead us for those of us who are going to do right now and for those of us who have done remind us as we prepare our hearts to receive from you we pray this in jesus name i give you a few seconds to remember i give you a few seconds to write down whatever comes to your mind all right let's move on <clears throat> for those of you who have written and you are reminded keep that thought as i share with you today all right for those of you who have written just now keep that with you and you try to see along the way what comes okay if you have not finished that's okay i just want you to stop okay you can continue on later that's that's okay all right if you have not finished just stop so that you catch us i know catch up with us all right so we are talking about moving into the future we are talking about moving into the future i took over the lead pastor role beginning april 2016 that was about three years ago, I suppose. In my life, in my pastoral ministry, one of the most trying period was 
year 2016 and 2017. It was a trying period because I was, I think, more caught up in managing the challenges and issues of the church life than being focused and asking God where God is leading us uh, in terms of our future. I don't think I have to mention all the details about why it was so. And I believe it was not just for me, but it was for the whole church as well. And so, uh, to be very honest, I think uh, there were more doubts than determination in my life during that trying period. I even doubted whether I am supposed to be where I am. I even doubted whether I received the call. I doubted whether I should be where I was. There were more doubts than determinations to hear from God and to move and to carry and to bring along the church where He was leading us. I think it was very discouraging for all of us as well, especially if you are very uh, into the life of the church. And I think, uh, needless to say, but even the sudden uh, passing on of Pastor Anthony was something, it was a big blow for all of us, I suppose, and it was for me as well. So there were more doubts than determination as I was leading. So that's, that's how my journey was. Year 2018 was the year of recovery for me, and I'm sure for, for many of us as well. It was a year where I was kind of recovering. And so the second half of 2018, I began to recover. And that's why I began to start thinking about the future. And I said, God, all right. So if you are putting me here in this situation, times such as this, I have no idea how to lead, how to go about. You've got to give me something for your people. Towards the end of 2018, uh, providentially, I would say, Pastor Joshua Shu, ex-Baptist Church, he and I, we kind of catch up once in a while, and there was one very intentional. We were talking about the life of the church and the struggles and the issues, you know, we as lead pastors face, <laughs> which kind of like, you know, helps us to kind of just throw out and we kind of like, yeah, 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 I know, I know what you mean, you know, that kind of thing. But then as we were talking, a vision caught on us and Joshua, Pastor Joshua was saying, you know what, I, ha I met up with this guy and I'm thinking to invite him to come and teach us how to listen and pray and strategize for the church. So I said, I'm excited to hear that. So he said, uh, next year, which is this year, July, that's the timeline. And that's when the journey began to wait for that uh, planning. So in July... July the 1st, 2nd, 3rd was, the, was scheduled for this uh, planning seminar. And it was this uh, seminar that uh, the pastoral staff went along with Good News and Ex-Baptist Church, strategizing with God. And it was an interesting way of um, 
planning because we were we were praying for this one since the end of 2018 and we were looking forward for the first half of July uh, first half of 2019 looking waiting for July 2019 and we had a full three-day seminar planning the process was very simple there were four processes number one pray number two listen as you pray after you pray then you listen to the impression that the holy spirit give you and as you listen and as you hear you write down as you write down then you followed by you plan you strategize what you have heard from god so it was a very interesting and i believe it was a very biblical way of planning we had a very interesting experience because never in i think in my life i have plan uh, you know for the next year by by the first half you know or at the beginning of the second half of the year and so the whole concept was this one where jeremiah 33 3 says ask me and i will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about the things to come and so that was the kind of the bedrock to say that yes god wants us to ask him about our future and God says, you ask me, I will tell you. You don't ask me, I will not tell you. And so we got the confidence from the word of God that says, okay, we are going to do it. And so during the three days planning seminar, it was intensive. Uh, right from the morning around 8, 9 a.m. until 5, 6 p.m. So it was a whole day stretch. It was praying, listening, writing, and strategizing. So based on this, we work on it and... By God's grace, there were six realities. I call it six realities of 2022. God gave us, God gave an impression to us of six realities of 2022. Meaning that by end 2022, there will be these six goals or six realities that will happen. You can call it goals, you can call it reality. Today I choose to call it realities that by 2020, we will see these six things happen for Shalom Baptist Chapel. Now, if you are thinking like me, you would be thinking like 2022, why not 30? Why not 27? Why not just 20? Why three years? We were also encouraged uh, to plan for either three years or four years because three or four years is not that long, not that short. So I think strategically, that, that is what they have found. So we prayed and we felt that three years was something that we wanted to go about so three years we decided in the next three years six realities so let me share with you as as quick as possible because there are there are quite a lot of things that i want to share and i i hope we have enough time for that all right so reality number one goal number one that we want to see things happen is strength of 100 plus people on a regular basis in our church. Now, there were, there were phrases that came to us, and the phrase that jumped on us as we were thinking about what are the realities, what are the goals that we want to see achieved. The phrase that came was spiritual addition. It came so strongly, spiritual addition. And then after the spiritual addition, the next thing that came to us was the number 100. And then after the next... The, ne the next thing that came to us after 100 was regular attendees. So that's where we, we started to realize, okay, I think God is telling us one of the, the realities that we can see in 2022 is that there will be a strength of 100 plus people 
on average attendance every Sunday gathering in this place by 2022. 100. And of course, I think there is something uh, about the number 100. I think, I think some, those of you who, da, who does uh, on all these organizations, you would know. There's this thing called the 100 hurdle. It's very difficult to pass the 100 hurdle. And I think kind of God also convicted us. That's something that we want to, you know, we are now around um, about uh, 70, 70 or so. And I think we want to, we want to pass that hurdle. And so, God kind of gave that impression that, you know, we want to see uh, uh, the numbers grow in the next three years. And guess what? This was the first reality that God gave us during that three days planning seminar. And what some of you have written last week, I wish I can show you all, but I'll just show you some of them. This is what some of you wrote as you prayed and as you wrote down. I have, I have put exactly the way you have written, okay? I didn't change anything, all right? So, for example, grow in numbers, very specific, someone wrote, 85 to 100 people, more young people. The church will be filled to the brim. I love this, filled to the brim. I love the other, the next one, bursting with faithful followers and members. Three persons in every row, and this person draw. See? Three persons every row. I mean, it's incredible. And look at this, the chain of growing. One, it's like, I was like, wow, this is so biblical. You know, like, yeah, you don't have to bring so many. You just bring two and just teach the two to do likewise. And that's the chain that how we are going to grow. I thought it was so amazing. And then someone said, an increase in number, very specific, at least 15 more. I'm like, wow. To see many youth. Where are the youths, huh? Maybe we don't have this. Well, okay, yes. And I love this. This was, I was like, Whoa that any non-believers who visit Shalom will say, yes, this is the place that I am looking for. I mean, think about that. So I think this, this, this blew my mind when I read all this. Yeah, we were talking, we were thinking of growing, and I think we all of us see that need. So strength of 100 plus people. Right now, we have about 70 active uh, people who come to Shalom. So I'm excluding those who are irregular and vis uh, uh, returning visitors. We have about 70 in number. This year so far, the average attendance every Sunday is 52. Average attendance is 52 people uh, every Sunday. The highest we hit uh, on Sunday this year is 73 attendance. 73 was the highest. The lowest, you know how, how many? About 30 plus. Okay? So that's, that's our statistic. And uh, we have about 20 pews. 20 pews can sit about six people. We have about 52 chairs below here. We have about 72 chairs above. 
total, you add up, you do the math, we can take in about 244 people in this sanctuary. We have the capacity to take in 244 people in this sanctuary. Why growing in number is so important? Just as stagnant water creates physical health risk for you, likewise, stagnant church can create spiritual health risk for you. That's the same analogy. So we cannot afford to stay stagnant in numbers in our, in, in our church. So is our church stagnant? Is our church a stagnant church? Well, I don't know about your opinion, but I think in my opinion is I don't think so. Okay? Because I think this year we have so many people coming to Christ, so many people becoming a part of us. And I think the people I can think of is, for example, Dylan, Jesse, his three children, okay, whoever I, Nick, uh, 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 Jingsen, JJ, uh, JJ is Jingjie, um, see, I know how to pronounce Chinese name, maybe I'm wrong, okay, that's why someone was uh, uh, pulling my leg last Sunday, ah, you don't know how to pronounce, that's why you just say JJJS, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so, but JS, JJ, I like it, you know, huh? JS, <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, uh, Stephen, Stephen, yes. Uh, Joseph Day, Eta, uh, Tuisia was already here since last year, but I think they became, uh, they became more. Uh, and Wenlei was also since last year, but you know, uh, Reverend Lai's family, Benjamin's, and yeah. So, I, I think I think God. God, God is gracious. We are not a stagnant church, but the point is, I think we also need to stop the exit point, and we need to, like, I think I love someone wrote that I, I, my hope is to see that we grow uh, uh, to the brim, okay, that the people who come will not just look-see, look-see, but they will stay on. Wow. So, like, yeah, that's the way, you know, that they will not just look-see, look-see, but they will stay on. So that's, I think, uh, uh, I think that's why we want to be, we want to see the strength of 100 people, uh, 100 plus people in our church. And then the second reality, uh, moving on, is discipleship process for everyone. Discipleship process for everyone. The words that came to us on the second point was, uh, the, the word that came to us was system, process, uh, uh, different life stages, different needs. These are the words that came to us. Like different life stages have different needs. We need a system. We need a process so that everyone is growing at different stages of life. So that's what it came to us. And look at what some of you have written. Oh, I love this one, the first one. When I saw this, the first one, I had goosebump feelings. The rising up of moral and spiritual guardians. Sounds like the, God, the galaxy of the guardians or the ga galaxy, yeah, oh, it's like, oh, oh, powerful. That make shalom a safe place for all people. That there will be a rise of spiritual giants. There will be rise of people, everyone mature in spiritual growth. Church becoming more intimate, honest, and authentic. Boy, 
we are yet to see the power of authenticity in the life of the church. Grow stronger in Christ, more and more spiritual. And look at the picture. I don't know what that means, but I think there's something. Seek the Lord. It's, it's, it's a picture of, of a plant or a flower growing beautifully, I suppose. But I, I, I think it's, it's significant. It, it shows how we are to seek God and how we can grow. An active, loving congregation. Church, wow, known for its love, its care for the people. And that's the vision of the church, right? To become a loving and inspiring community for all people. Grow in His love. So that's what we are talking about that there will be a discipleship process for every one of us, every single life stage. Why growing in maturity is important is because different life stages will bring different challenges. And that is why we need a process to help everyone grow spiritually at different life stages. Now, do you want our church to be a place where there is love, peace, Care, comfort, acceptance, forgiveness, healing, authenticity, intimacy. Our church can't be that kind of place if all of us are not growing spiritually at different life stages. I have been in Shalom for the past 16, 17 years. For those of you who were there since I was there, have you seen me grow? Not just here. <laughs> this is also important, but that's not so important, but yes. Imagine if I don't grow spiritually. What is the implication if I don't grow spiritually? The implication lies towards you. It will affect you. It's the same thing. If you don't grow spiritually, it will affect me. If, if we don't change, if we, if, if we are people, if you are a people of critical spirit, negative spirit, it's going to affect everyone. If I don't grow spiritually and I'm very negative toward all of you, it's going to affect everyone. But imagine if we all grow spiritually at all different life stages, and I think it would be a beautiful place, the place where people say that, yeah, we are going to be the salt and light, all right? And that, that leads us to the reality number three. 2022, reality number three. That by 2022, we will be the salt and light for our neighbors. Funny, because when we thought about neighbors, when we thought about, uh, the third thing we thought about was the location. I don't know about you, but let me tell you the secret. For some of us leaders, we have been secretly praying and thinking about moving from this place but it was unsuccessful. <laughs> because one thing is we don't have money. I think the money is not, that was not the issue. Okay? But I think God, God has a plan because when we came about the location and when we were praying, said, God, please, you know, where, where are we supposed to go? We want to move to a location where there are neighbors around us. There is no one here. Jungles everywhere. At least if there were animals, we would have felt a bit like, you know, better. No animals. You know, we want to move to a place where there are neighbors. And you know what? God spoke to us. God scolded us, saying that, what talking you? 
You don't have neighbors. I put you in this place since 1992-93 for the past 20 plus over years. What have you done for the neighbors that I placed you in? It's like, neighbors? What neighbors? Because we have been looking only that side. <clears throat> like, God, you mean your creation? They don't talk. Then God said, hey, hello. There's a verse, the creation will sing. Oh, yeah, but, uh, you know, we are not talking about this kind of neighbor. And, of course, God pointed us all the neighbors that we have. And I think the, 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 the conviction we felt was that we need to make our presence felt among our neighbors. I'd like to show you a picture. Wow. This was goosebump experience. I tell you, since July, I had a lot of goosebumps experience. This was the first one. <clears throat> July 1st, 2nd, 3rd was the planning uh, seminar. That week, after two to three days, I received a text message. Gabriel, who knows Gabriel? Anybody? Yeah, David knows because <laughs> Gabriel is uh, Candy's uh, brother-in-law. Victor, Victor's brother-in-law. Victor's brother, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get confused. Yes. Okay. Gabe, why do I always? Okay. Today is this side. Okay. All right. So, Gabriel is an officer in, in the army camp here, which I didn't know. So, I told Candy because Candy and Victor came after two Sundays after this one. I said, Candy, how come you never tell me all these years your brother in law is working here? Then she, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh. I said, oh, yeah, oh, you don't, oh, yeah, oh, me. Okay, never mind. In case, Candy, you are listening <laughs> because we are recording. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Gabriel texts me and said, hi, Ayan, I'm so-and-so. Uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I know you. So, oh, I'm just looking for someone that I can talk with regards to the premise here. I said, oh, I see. So I don't know whether you are the right person. So I said, hey, what is it about? And it was a very trivial matter. I said, oh, there is a banana tree. The leaf is touching the fence. And there is signal coming. And so we are disturbed. We need you to cut the banana tree leaf. I'm like, this cannot be divine. Huh? So I got my father-in-law. My father-in-law, like bullet train, you know, like immediately went up. Done deal already. So uh, uh, there was an officer in charge. The officer in charge, who is the in charge of the, all the NS boy here, he is also the in charge of this fence. So he's not a Christian. He is a colleague of Gabriel. He knows Gabriel is a Christian. So he asked, since you are a Christian, this is a church, you would know right, someone, right? So Gabriel also like, uh, okay. But I mean, good that Gabriel... <laughs> Gabriel's, yes, uh, Candy was the sister, yeah, okay, in-law, all right. So, uh, uh, my, my father-in-law went cut off, then my, uh, Gabriel said, when we met up, Gabriel said, wow, my officer, my colleague officer, super impressed with your church. I said, why? Wow, I told you, then you told your member, immediately cut down, my officer, my colleague officer was like, wow, so efficient, uh, this church. Oh, I was like, oh, I must tell my father-in-law. You know? <laughs> okay, so uh, 
it's a good thing, you know, have a good impression, you know. But after that, I felt like, I, and I told him, I said over the text message, I said, it's a trivial matter that you, that you contacted me. I said, but Gabriel, you don't know what happened two days ago. Then I told him, then he was like, wow, we must meet up. And we met up. So since it's linked to Candy and Victor, and they went to Japan, they love Japan, so we went to a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> no, there is no link, I'm just... <clears throat> so we ate and we talked and we were like, wow. Okay, and, 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 and so, so we, we said, this cannot be something anyhow. And Gabriel, he was very excited because he said that they have Christians inside, but there is no fellowship. Last time used to have, but now there is no one who is taking initiative. So he was like, yeah, if you guys come in and then wow, all this. And then he said, wow, all the NS boys here, wow, they are all depressed. <laughs> Your church can be, you know, help out. You know, the youth, they, you can counsel. I'm like, uh, yeah. You know, yes, of course, we will be more than happy, okay? To the point that we were so excited, and he said, this November, we are having an open house concept where they invite all the neighbors. And he told me, every year, we will invite all our neighbors. I said, where God, every year, you are lying. And then he said, no, yes. I said, because we never receive any. We are your closest neighbor. Then he was also laughing. I don't know why that happened, you know? So I said, this time, I want to come. So guess what? Next Saturday is that thing happening and I'm going in with some of the members here. It's something, something God is brewing. I mean, I'm going to go inside. Hey, for Amos, uh, this one go in and what's so fun about it? Uh? Hey, to me, it's so fun, you know, I can go in, you know. Amos is like, ah, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but wow, it's like going in, meeting with the Christians there and meeting with other partners surrounding, get to know them. And I will surely go, oh yeah, my father-in-law is also going Hopefully, we can meet with the officer. Then I will tell, dear officer, this is the man. The most efficient man in my church. Any banana leaves? Ninja. You know? <laughs> okay, never mind. Okay, well, I will see how. Anyway, so um, look at what some of, the, some of you have written uh, with regards to kind of link to this. Our church would be the church of the people. I love this. Our church would be the church of the people living around the church. I'm like, really? You have written that? I mean, you have not heard about our vision. What? Nobody has heard except the leaders. And I know who wrote this one. He's not a leader. So it's like, and then all of us will contribute our time, avail ourselves to work closer, to build relationship with our neighbors. Wow. Doing more community work. And look at this picture. It's not so clear, but there's a cross, a lot of heart shapes. And basically what this person has written is this one. Amazing. So, salt and light um, for our neighbors, that our presence will be, um, uh, will, will be um, felt. So, God placed us here, and I think we have a very unique neighbors, okay? I think uh, uh, Airbase, uh, Home Team Academy, FT Lodge, uh, Teen Challenge, NTU, and then the Forest Town that is coming not so near, but still near us. And through this, uh, these are the people that we met. Uh, this is at the ST, uh, Sungai Tengah Lodge with the People Salvation Army people and then those pastors who are working there. And this is uh, 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 SG Care uh, Singapore, and this is another guy we met. So there's a lot of connection going on. And then 
NTU, wow, love this one. We went to, we just wanted to meet with the crew uh, guy who is serving in uh, NTU because we want to have a connection with the NTU. And we thought, since we are very much beneficial of crew, we wanted to tr go through crew. And we asked the crew guy to come. Crew guy was uh, this one. His name, I forgot, Marcus. No. Mangkok, yes, okay, Mangkok, and then he brought a whole gang of people. One of them uh, is missing because she has to go for the class. And these are student leaders. We were like, wow. And as we discussed, as we talked, they were like, wow. We were also like, wow. And it's like, okay, let's, let, let's keep this wowing together and see what the Lord is leading us, okay? So we are very excited in all this. So you see, the, 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 the place we are, in the whole of Singapore, I think we are the only church that is strategically located here to be the salt and light with our neighbors. I mean, who has the neighbor, Army Camp? Who has the neighbor, with a Foreign Workers Lodge, the largest in Singapore, 25,000 workers? I mean, talk about that. So together we can be the salt and light in the next three years, all right? Next, moving on. Reality number four in 20, by 2022 is we want to see three, uh, 300, sorry, not 300. <laughs> oh, that may be a prophecy, huh? 300, wow. Okay. We want to see 30 reproducing leaders and mentors. The word that came to us was this one. You see, as we were reflecting about our own church experience, uh, we, especially the pastoral team, we kind of felt the lack and, and the leadership struggle. Uh, you see, the interesting thing about seminary studies is this one. They will teach you all the theology, everything, but they don't teach you leadership skill. So once a, someone who freshly graduated from a seminary comes and starts to pastor the church, he or she struggles in the leadership, in leading the people and, 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 and leadership method. And that, 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 that was our struggle. And we really don't have good uh, role model kind of like a self-learn. And so what came to our mind, the passage that came to our mind was 2 Timothy 2.2. So like, okay, leaders, what kind of leaders? 2 Timothy 2.2 kind of leaders. Leaders who will reproduce themselves so that there will be never lack of leaders. I mean, come on, we, we, we got to be a bit uh, uh, kind of concerned because I think in our church, I think our leaders are, I think, they're, they're overworked, huh? our lay leaders, okay? So that's what we felt. And, and it, uh, uh, the need for developing leaders who can rise up, serve effectively, and reproduce effectively. Why number 30? You ask me, Leah, why 30? Why not 10, 20, 30, 50, 60? Why not 300 even? You ask me, I don't know. But how we came up to 30 was just we wanted, we discussed, no, we want to be very specific. So as we were thinking of number, the 30 number came. So we just wrote it down, so we believe that it's from God. 30, and we, we calculated, okay, three years. Okay, now 10, 10, 10, 10 each, one year, 10. Can, huh? Affordable, okay? So that's what, that's what we came about. Now look at some of you who have written uh, saying that uh, we want to see active in serving with the talents that God has given to us. That's all about leadership. More members coming forward, wanting to serve willingly. More members coming forward so that our lay leaders are not tired and overworked and more participation. So I think this is something that uh, we want to see, uh, 30 reproducing leaders and mentors. Uh, you see, the hope of the world is the 
the church, right? It's a common saying. The hope of the world is the church. But do you know the hope of the church is what? The hope of the world is the church. The hope of the church is the leadership. And I think that's why, and, and not the tiring kind of leadership, okay? But the leadership who, who, has, who has the capacity and who is growing and who is reproducing. So that's what, something that we are looking forward. Reality number five, I got to rush, okay? 2022 reality five, or you can say goal to achieve by 2022 in three years' time is 30 prayer intercessors. I know that's kind of like inter, inter kind of, uh, but I think to make the point. 30, and again, the number 30, why? We don't know, because I think maybe the 30 leaders, okay, I think, Let's keep it consistent. That's what we were impressed. 30 prayer intercessors. <clears throat> Why we thought about prayer warriors or prayer intercessors is very simple. As we were thinking about the life of the church and the future, we saw in the past our struggles, our issues that we dealt with. We saw the fruit of coming together to pray on a regular basis. We saw the fruit of praying fervently. And so we said that if we are going to move forward and grow even more, then we will need to pray even more. And for that, it's not just the church praying together on event or prayer meetings, but these 30 prayer intercessors are the ones who are committed to pray on a regular basis, that whenever there is a need, they are praying for someone. And so that is what we came about. And then uh, one or two of you wrote something like this, pray. Making, asking people, how can I pray for you a habit? I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? And that is a praying church. It's like, how can I pray for you today? How can I pray for you? And that is intercessors. Pray more, pray more. I love this. This is very simple. Just pray more, full stop. It's like, it's like no need to explain. I love that because importance of prayer, I don't need to impress upon you, all right? So 30 prayer intercessors. Finally, 2022 reality number six, goal six, is ministry development and empowerment uh, with our partner churches. We want to see new developments in our ministry integration development and empowerment with Good News Baptist Church specifically and also across Good News Baptist Church. There can be X, his family, and even other um, Baptist churches or other denominations as well. You see, since last year, we saw the fruit of, of partnering together. Christmas, Easter, uh, a church camp. And I mean, this year was significant, isn't it? This year, this year, for one month, Good News Baptist Church was here. And I tell you, when we worshiped together for one month, I received feedback from both our members and their members. And you know what was the feedback that I received? It's the same feedback. Wow, we are like one church. Wow, it's so nice. It's like we are a good match. We are like brother and sister. You know, they come. They're like, wow, that's interesting. And I think we are seeing the fruit of really coming together, leveraging together. All right? So praise be to God. So we want to see new ministry development and empowering uh, in terms of different areas of ministry that we want to grow. So in the next three years, even among the partnership, we also have a vision where to grow and how to grow in our ministry development and empowerment, that we will be a support, we will be a leverage for one another and grow together, all right? So that's what we have. So altogether, six realities, six goals by 2022 that we want to see these things happen. Strength of 100 people, discipleship process for everyone, salt and light for our neighbors, 30 reproducing leaders, 
mentors, 30 prayer intercessors, and ministry integration, uh, integration or development and empowerment uh, with the partner church. And as we were thinking about these six realities or these six goals that God gave us the impression, then we were like, okay, what, what is it that we are talking about? If we were to summarize these whole six things, what, what comes to our mind? And the word that came to our mind was the word healthy. The word healthy came to our mind. It's like, oh yeah, healthy. What about healthy? As we were thinking about the word healthy, this thing came to our mind again. And God gave us like, yeah, we want to be a, we are basically talking about we want to become a healthy church for people, both inside and outside our community. We want to be a healthy church. And boy, I tell you, this, this, this uh, uh, a vision that God gave to us, it remains secret only between the pastoral leaders. Not even the uh, uh, leaders knew about this, okay? And that means, let, and, and I even didn't share with my wife. Now, some of you, oh, how come you never share with your wife? I thought you can share, you should share everything about everything. Uh, well, yes and no, depends, and then uh, depends also the timing. So I was keeping it secret. I didn't tell my wife. My wife asked, how was it? I said, fantastic. Would you like to tell me more? Yes, when the time is right. And then, few Sundays after that, <clears throat> my wife, yeah, it's almost, it's almost like for the first time this year, she came in to join the Sunday worship service because I think most of the time, she, she will always be there uh, to, like, taking care of the kids. And then, the Sunday, I think that she was in, I think our attendance was very bad. I think 20 plus, 30 plus only. So when she came in, then when she saw the people around, this thing came to her mind. She shared with me. When she shared with me, I said like, whoa, whoa to me, you stop right there, you know, because I was having goosebumps and then my, all my hair was standing. Because she said this one, as I came in and I saw the people around, this thought came to my mind immediately. If we are healthy, we will grow. I was like, you didn't say that. So yeah. As I look around people, if we are healthy, spiritually healthy, if we as a church, we are healthy church, anything that is healthy will grow naturally. The natural consequence of anything that is healthy is growth. I was like, I almost told her, I'm like standing on the holy ground. I better kneel, kneel down. You know? But oh, no, I didn't do that. But then I went back home and I told her this. Then she was also like, wow. So I thought it was like kind of like confirmation, you know, God like showing us how <clears throat> he's leading us. So basically we are talking about this. So <clears throat> after we shared with the leaders and all those, then uh, as I was preparing for this uh, few Sundays, how I will want to share with you, I was still like hesitating and I was asking God, God, you got to give me something more. And I was asking God for confirmation. It's like, it's like Gideon, like, ah, uh, okay, 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 but again, another test. Ah, uh, oh, okay, 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 God, but last one. I was like Gideon and I said, God, I need confirmation that what we are going to share with the church is something that we have received from you. And as I was praying that, you know what passage came to my mind? Jeremiah 33. And I'm like, hello God, that one I know. Ah. No kick. Lah. 
I know already, I memorized already, you know, ask and I will tell you, you know, remarkable secrets that you do not know about the things to come. It's like, it's like, really God, is this what you are giving me the confirmation? And then I felt the Holy Spirit saying that, hello, have you read the verses below? And I said like, actually, uh, yeah, I have, I don't remember reading the verses below. And then I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me, okay, go on. And I read, and I read, and I read, and let me show you the portion. And he says this, this is what the Lord says. You have said, this is a desolate land where people and animals have all disappeared. I was like, whoa. Of course, this one is was speaking to the people there in Israel, Israelites. But I was applying to ourselves because I asked God not to give me what was happening before, but from what was happening before to what is now for us. It's like, wow. And God said, yet in the empty streets of Jerusalem and Judah's other towns, there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and laughter. For I will restore the prosperity of this land. This is what the Lord of the heavens army says. This land, although this is, it is now desolate and has no people and animals, will once more have pastures where shepherds can lead their flocks. Once again, shepherds will count their flocks in the towns of the hill country, the foothills of Judah, the Negev, the land of Benjamin, the vicinity of Jerusalem, and all the towns of Judah. I, the Lord, have spoken. I don't know how you read this, but when I read this, I am like, whoa. Once again, shepherds. It's like shepherds, people. Leaders, I see like, yeah, leaders, shepherds are leaders. Leaders will count their flocks. Leaders will count their people. This is a desolate land where people have disappeared. I'm like, yeah, this is like almost like a desolate place that we see like, wow, no people, people are disappearing or people are not so whatever we call that. But God's promise is like, oh, I will restore the prosperity of this land. I will restore the prosperity of this church. Once again, there will be more shepherds who will count their flocks. And count their flocks means what? There are many, you know, so you have to count, you know. If there were only five, like I see, no need to count. So it's like counting, it's like people. And in the towns of, look, 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 in the towns of the hill country, the footsteps of Judah, Negev, Benjamin, Jerusalem, it's everywhere. That means there's a spread from one place to other places. And I say, wow. And look at the six goals or the six realities that we have. We are talking about exactly what this prophecy came to Jeremiah. And, and, and we have noticed, you have seen that all these realities that we saw, vision that we received from God, it's not just, just we felt it. The leadership resonated and then all of you, when you wrote last week, I have shown you, it's along the same line. We are saying about, we are seeing the same vision and same reality in a different words. 
And if you don't trust me, I have still kept it. You can come and refer to with me. So this is what we are talking about. This is our future. This can be our future, brothers and sisters in Christ and my friends. But here's two things that we are all challenged to do. And as I was asking the Lord, because Ising was also asking me, you know, like, this is what we like to do. It's like, okay, how is it coming up? Have you ended in all those? Uh, until yesterday, I was like wrestling. I said, like, God, I know I have all this content, but after this, what is the word? What is the challenge that you are giving to us? Finally, I received it yesterday. Two things that I received from God to challenge all of us. This is our future. This can be our future. This will be our future. But there are two things that I think God is challenging all of us. Number one, this is our future. This can be our future. It will first of all require us to believe in that future. To believe in this future. To see these things happen in the next three years. Because it is your belief, it is my strong belief that will make us want to do something about it. And I hope you have seen that this is not just the pastoral leader or the lay leaders who have come up with, but that you can resonate at the core of your being because you have written and you have seen. I hope that you have seen that it is not just human thing, but it is divine I believe you have seen the hand of God confirming and affirming all these things. But it will require us to again to say that, do I really believe that this is my future? Do I really believe that this will be our future for in the next three years for our church, Shalom Baptist Chapel? Do I really believe that we will see 100 plus people? There are 70 about active people who are in the list. But we have only average 52 people attending every Sunday. And the vision is every Sunday we will have at least 100 people attending every Sunday. It doesn't matter whether 100 people will be the Christian or non-Christian. It doesn't matter. This church is for everyone. But we want to see 100 people at least on average every Sunday by the end of three years. That means by 2022, by 2023, we have the strength of 100 people worshipping every. That means our membership role will also go up. Attendance to 100 means it's more than 100. So for example, we have 70 on the list, but our average attendance is 52. So it's the same thing. So it's, 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 it's kind of like daunting actually. It's like, really, can we? But this is where we can say we have to believe and, and the rest of the things. So believe in the future because this will determine the next thing. And the next thing is do your part. So God is saying like, this is the future I'm giving to you. Believe in the future and do your part. So this is my plea as well. Believe in the future that God is giving to us and do your part. You do your part. I do my part. And together, we will get there. This is not an impossible vision, future. But it will take for you and I, to believe in the future and do your part. It's about time. 
that we move into the future together. So I hope that you will be encouraged and you will see yourself in this future. And we will all do our part. So let us believe and let us do our part. That's my encouragement. Would you bow down your heads with me as I pray for all of us? Eyes closed, and as we bow down our heads, I want to encourage you to just imagine and picture in your mind the six goals, the six realities of 2022. Imagine this church. This church can take, this, 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 this building can take 244 people. Imagine by 2022. Can you see 100 people in this building every Sunday? I'd like you to see that 100 people. As you look around, that you will see, imagine with me right now, 100 people. People are not just seated here on the ground level, but people are also going up because there are 100 and 100 plus. Imagine yourself, this church, our church, having the process of discipleship for everyone, for different life stages, for different issues, so that we grow spiritually mature and be a blessing to one another. Imagine for yourself, growing spiritually even more. With regards to spiritual maturity, there is always room to grow even more. Imagine, if you have felt that you are not growing, dream, in the next three years, there will be a process that will help you, guide you, and you will be a better person. You will be spiritually mature. Imagine that our church becomes the salt and light for our neighbors, Tengah base. Home Team Academy, Teen Challenge, ST Lodge, NTU. Imagine that our church is making a difference in the lives of people around these people. That our presence, because of our presence, there are positive impacts in these neighbors. Imagine yourself rising up to be leaders, to be mentors rising up to take leadership, rising up to serve actively. Imagine yourself rising up to be intercessors, to be powerful intercessors so that we can see the power of God work in and through the ministries of the church. Imagine how we can leverage the partnership with other churches and have the synergy and grow even more. Imagine and as we imagine, once again, you and I have to do our part. I cannot do your part. You have to do your part. 
you cannot do my part. I have to do my part. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, here's my challenge. Here's my encouragement. Do your part. Let us all do our part. Because only you can do your part. And that's how we can realize the future of 2022 for our church. Holy Spirit, would you come and please leave us with the impression and with the willingness to want to believe in this future and want to commit to really be willing to do our parts. That whenever there is a call, whenever there is a gap, that we will rise up to fill the gap, to serve together and realize the dream, the vision, the reality of 2022 for our church. Thank you for blessing us with this future. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you. May I invite Sister Anita... Oh, sorry, Sister.